Hi, everyone. Thanks for connecting with this week's podcast featuring Rochelle Vartanian. She's the founder and president of the Living and Learning Enrichment Center, a former special education teacher and a mother of a teenager on the autism spectrum. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. We truly do appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on our social platforms. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love your review and rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps to make our voices strong. Let's get started. Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Scott. The Living and Learning Enrichment Center is based in Northville, Michigan, and it's their mission to help individuals with autism and related challenges reach their full potential in work, relationships, and in the community. They have summer camps, art and music classes, clubs, social and professional skills groups. It's really impressive what they're doing, and I'm really excited to speak with the founder today, Rochelle. Let's give her a warm welcome. Rochelle, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know that you're a busy, busy, super busy lady these days um, and have been for a while. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. We, um, I've, I've done a little bit of digging on your website, and I have to say that you guys have, have been doing so many just amazing things for your community and providing so much training for those on the autism spectrum and, and others that have some special needs. But what I'm most fascinated about is your personal background, and that is because we share something in that our sons are both on the autism spectrum, and I have no doubt that that probably sparked a lot of your passion behind fi- finding the organization. Can you yeah, share? Absolutely. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your personal backstory, about your awesome son, and um, how you got to be where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how it started was about twenty years ago. Um, I graduated from college, and I got an degree for teaching for the emotionally impaired, and so that was my passion. I wanted to work with young adults that had behavior issues. Um, so right out of college, I worked at a lockup center, and I did that for about ten years. And I was I was in it. I mean, my I was passionate about it, and my whole life revolved around like how to help these people. And what I decided to do was go back to school and get a, a master's degree in uh, educational psychology, so I could really understand you know where they were coming from, and, you know why they made the choices they made. But what happened during that time is. Um, my youngest son was diagnosed with what they then called Asperger's Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And now I was in autism, but I'd never heard the word. And I was I was a special education teacher, and I was, you know, given this diagnosis for him, and I, I, didn't, I had no idea what this was. And I, like most mothers, um, I had a lot of guilt. Like, did I do something? Did I eat something when I was pregnant? Sure. Did I, you know, what's going on here? Um, I, to be totally honest, and I always share this, and I do it because I feel like if there's another mother out there or father listening to this, I want them to know they're not alone. I, I went into a, a deep depression. Yeah. I, and I'm really careful about the way I say that. I, I wasn't depressed about my son, that now I have a son with autism. I was depressed about the future. Yeah. You know, I knew being a teacher, right, with special needs, that it was grim that even the kids that I worked with, even though they didn't have autism, there was not a lot out there. And so 
I kept thinking, oh my God, this is a death sentence. I mean, this is what will happen to him when I die. Yeah. So I'm sure you, you know, have some thought about that too. It's, Absolutely. It's yeah. So um, what I decided to do was go back to school again. And by this time I was divorced and I'm working full time as a teacher. And I just plucked away at, you know, classes um, until I was able to get a second master's degree in autism. And I felt like by doing that, I would then be able to really advocate for him because I'd understand it better on a different level. And after I got the degree, I started running these social skill programs out of our library. So every Sunday, I uh, would um, have, I would rent the library out at one o'clock and I would say, okay, I'm having social skill groups and it's for free. And I did that because any program my son went to, it was astronomical. There was a time I even took a loan out to pay for some of the services that he got. And yeah. nothing was covered by insurance. So um, I started doing that, and the groups are growing, and I did it every Sunday. And for about a year and a half, almost two years later, I decided, okay, this is good and it's working, but I have to do something major. So I decided to quit my job. And I, at that point, I've been teaching 20 years, and I was at the top of my pay. I had benefits. Yeah. And um, I, I sold my home. I had a beautiful home, and I downsized our life and um, downsized my car to bring on my uh, retirement. And I just found this little storefront in downtown Roseville, and I opened up, and I started with one program, a Friday night hangout. I wanted a place where our, our young adults could come um, and enjoy themselves, and I didn't want to be in a basement of a YMCA or something, or a library or a church. I wanted a place where they felt really proud to be, so, you know, I really decorated it and cool and beautiful, and then two things I did that I think really stood out was when I would take my son to programs, there would only be people with special needs in the group. So in my head, I kept thinking, there needs to be people in these groups that are what they call neurotypical or no diagnosis. And so that was one of the things. Every program we have now, we have mentors in them that are doing the programs with them, but they don't have a diagnosis. So it's like someone modeling, you know, appropriate behavior, I guess. Sure. And then the other thing I did was my son would learn a task or a master of skill, but he couldn't do it any well. So I kept asking, you know, the experts, okay, so he does it here, that's so great, but if I take him to the grocery store, take him to church, I take him, he won't do it. Yeah. And so, and they never had an answer. So in my head, I thought, okay, once we master a skill, I'm going to take him to Starbucks. I'm going to take him to the grocery store. I'm going to take him um, to the mall and practice the skill there so that they know that you do this skill everywhere. Right. So those, those are the two things we did. And it, it just kept growing. And people started hearing about us. And so now we have like 30 different programs. Wow. Uh, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. That's, I saw where you guys have not only the, just the social skills, but what I think is so important and needed um, are the professional skills groups. And, you know, yeah. I, I think um, there are so many statistics out there about the unemployment rate for yeah. those with autism and just any kind of special needs. And in mm-hmm. That, you know, my son is six, getting ready to turn seven. So we've got a, a ways to go before 
you know, he is employable, <laughs> but that's yeah. something that's always on my mind. And, you know, yeah. what is that skill set that he's going to have that he'll be able to roll through into an employment setting? And even though I feel like there are workplaces, these organizations that are striving for more inclusivity, I definitely think we have a long ways to go. Are you guys yeah. working um, with organizations in the area, like the companies, or are you primarily working with the individuals that may have the special needs to provide them with the the job skills? Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's a huge concern to me as well. Um, the unemployment rate for people with autism is 90%. I mean, it's staggering. Um, we're doing both. So mm-hmm. we're working with companies, and you're right, they are trying more, which is wonderful, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. And then we're working with the individual, you know, um, really trying to work with them on job skills and interview skills. And it, what, what we're seeing is that, yeah, there's, you know, with autism, it's a huge spectrum, right? It's just people, there's people that need more support, and there's people that need less support, and maybe they can do the job proficient, but what seems to get them in trouble is the social piece, that they don't realize, I sh- you shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, I was just doing job skill interviews the other day with a bunch of our clients, and yeah. oh my God, I, it was just so precious. They're so honest, you know? Yeah. And I was asking them, okay, so what's your weakness? You know, oh, what's your strength? What's your, you know, and then we get to meet this. And I had one young man say to me, well, I have a time management problem. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, my God, bless you. <laughs> I know. I mean, just so innocent. Just like, he's like, I don't want to lie. <laughs> I know. And that's awesome. But, you know, for interview skills, you're not going to get hired if you say that. So, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I love the honesty. And I think I that. My goodness, I just think about, because I, just the other day, you know, I because I like to give my son choices um, in what he wears, like this shirt or this shirt, or yeah. these shoes or these shoes, and, and he's, job, yeah. you know, he's starting, to, you know, his little personality is coming out and stuff, but I'll also ask him things about, like, what I'm wearing, like, do you like this shirt or this shirt? And, oh, he, and, yeah. and he will absolutely, because I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be a lady someday that may ask him, like, if, if she, uh, what should I wear I to dinner that, tonight, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I love that you're thinking that. I think the same way, because I'm always thinking about marriage, too. Like, my yeah. wants to have a relationship one day, and if I don't teach them, these right. are the things that don't come innate to our kids. You know, it's like, you know, you don't talk to your life the way you talk to your friends, yeah. you, know, you know, and it's, so I get you, I get exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, exactly, and I love his honesty, he's gonna, he is, he's one of the most honest people, which I absolutely love and adore, um, we went to church a couple of weekends ago, and they don't have the children's ministry portion of it up and running, but they have like what, what we call the big people church, you know, so, and okay. of course for any child that's absolutely boring, well he absolutely let right. every one know that he was very 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 bored um exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know and, and when someone else would think oh i don't say that <laughs> and that's the beauty of this right that yeah. is what is so beautiful like i don't i'm not saying it to me and i'm just getting gaps here yeah <laughs> but what what a huge skill set to have right 
right? So yeah. as an employer, but it gets in trouble too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, so if any employer is looking for someone that is a very honest and ethical worker, my goodness, like this, <laughs> like this, this group of individuals—they're just so honest and ethical about they it. They are. So. So I don't know if I'm going to get trouble saying this, but um, <laughs> you can cut this out after if it is. But um, my son's 19. And so <laughs> he said to me the other day, he said, um, if I'm going to be really honest, Mom, I don't know if I want a girlfriend or if I'm just, I, I just want to have sex. And I went, what? Who <laughs> <laughs> said that to their mother? Well, and like, how many? actual okay. Right. And how many guys really just want to say that? Um, exactly. You know? And there so. was something about that, too. I'm looking at I'm going, I bet a lot of my are thinking that, you know? Right, right. Every every 19-year-old, I'm sure, is having that same right. question, whether or not they verbalize it. Um, exactly. It's, it's so cool. Um, well, and one of the things, too, um, as far as you know, not only from the jobs and the professional skill sets, but you guys also have like the music and the art pieces yeah. as well. Yeah. And which I think is so cool. Um, it, it is, it is. So the other thing we have um, is we have Dungeons and Dragon clubs, we have intellectual discussion clubs, we have a bird club. Oh, and what awesome. I did is a lot of our people have unique interests. Yeah. So I wanted to, I would ask them like, what, what's something you love? You know, and yeah. I love Dungeons and Dragons. You know, Dungeons and Dragons is one of our biggest clubs now. Sure. And, and it's, I never would have thought. I know. You know, they have it, but this is what their special interest does. So. Yeah. Yeah, for my son, it's dinosaurs. Has been for a while, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, he can he can talk in circles about dinosaurs. Um, yep. He could name I don't know how many Pokemon there are, but he can name a lot yeah, of them. We have a Pokemon. We have a Pokemon club too. Yeah. So he would be yeah, right so, there. Yeah, we have a Lego club. Yeah, uh, we should have a train club. Yeah, train yeah. club. We have an anime club. Yeah, so it's these little cults, you know. These little, yeah. um, and it's cool. When I first started, I said, okay, autism, but now it's autism and related challenges. Because we get a lot of people that, you know, just have severe anxiety. Yeah. Or, you know, um, just ADD. Or, you know, so we just kind of opened the doors a little bit. And then some of our mentors, I never thought this would, I never foresaw this um they're really into this too you know it's like i want oh, to yeah. the anime club because they're secret anime club people you know yeah Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about, my goodness, I, I have adult friends who are not on the autism spectrum um, right. or have ADD or ADHD or whatever, and they are absolutely so into Marvel yeah. or, you know, oh, right, right. whatever it is. And so I think that, you know, the misconception is, is that people that are on the spectrum are the only ones that have these like significant passions for certain things. But in reality, if you think about it, we all really do. I mean, Absolutely. you know, and it ebbs Absolutely. and flows. Um, so it's like I was into photography so hardcore at one point in my life. And so, um, of course, that has, you know, that waxes and wanes. And so now I'm in the waning mm -hmm. part of it because I have so many other balls to juggle. But um, mm -hmm. but it's so cool. And not only are you involving the people that, um, that are on the spectrum or, or with special needs, but like you said, the neurotypical 
um, group mm-hmm. of people as well. And so for everyone to just kind of mingle in together, that is just right. huge for everyone. For everyone, exactly. And that's what I kept thinking too is, you know, I'm 50. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I was, just, I remember when, you know, people who had special needs were in the, you know, in a different, almost a different building, a different wing. We never yeah. saw them. And it was, I would be staring at them, you know, they're so different, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, but this generation, I don't think it's going to be like that because we've really worked hard to have everyone together. Yeah. Because I think we're seeing that um, that there are benefits for that. Yeah, oh, it's, absolutely. You know, and I think that that conversation needs to be started sooner than later. Um, it's just, you know, um, we've been in particular situations, whether we're at the pool or in, at a birthday party or whatever. And if there are children that haven't necessarily been within those conversations of diversity and inclusion they Uh they they don't understand and it's a it's a huge learning curve because especially when we're talking about the spectrum it's not just one set of behaviors or interest or whatever it's 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 so huge but um, I'm beginning to see more and more of those kids that are becoming more accepting, and that's that makes me so so happy. I'm not, it has to, right? You know that because when you find out at first, the first thing you think of, I mean, for me, but you know, I have one I die, but then, oh my God, will he have friends? Yeah, you know, the people like him, will people behind him, and kids can be mean. Oh, so kids can I, be so I really mean. Like hearing that, I know. You know? Yeah. You know, and I don't know, does your son do anything? Like, does he stem? Does he, you know, with his hands? Does he um, yeah. jump up and down? Or, yeah. Yeah, he does. And, um, and he has been, um, you know, from... From the social standpoint, um, you know, when he's in the classroom, for instance, mm-hmm. there are... Mm-hmm. Uh, cer- there have been certain times when his teacher, you know, reached out to me and said, you know, these are becoming a little distracting in the class. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Um, oh, I, I like that that she asked you. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was absolutely great. I never Good. want to make my son feel like he has to mask um, those certain behaviors. Um, right. You know, if we can find another way for him to have an outlet to release that. Um, right. But it's interesting when he comes home from school, um, it there for like the, the hour, you can tell that his body's just trying to release, you know, all of that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And he's in a safe yeah. space. So he, I just, well, you know, let him, let him have you know, at it. That's good that you know that too and that you're aware of it. But we can do that too. So the first hour when you come home, like just mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. Um, when we, one of our biggest programs is a, we have a Friday night and a Saturday night hangout. And it's really cute. I noticed that there's a couple kids young adults that will go into the bathroom and, like, release. What I mean by that is they can touch her up and down, mm-hmm. or one of them I can hear, like, she'll go, ah, you know, she'll make noises, but I got to get this out. Yeah. But I know that I shouldn't be doing this in other, I don't want to do this in front of other people. So I just, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because the, I, 
if you if you think about it, I do the same thing. I mean, we all oh, yeah. we have those yeah. ways to just kind of release that stress or whatever. And whether that's going to the gym or just going yeah. for a walk or just going into a closet and <laughs> closing the door because I need right. two minutes by myself. Right. It's just right. whatever, you know. But over time, we find those things where uh, where we're able to release that. So Exactly. Um, One of the things I do, like I have a habit, is I'm up, I curl my hair, which looks really silly. I'm 50 years old, and oh, I don't sure. know if it's sensory-wise. So I'm aware of it, and I try not to do it in front of people. It's not, gonna, it's not big enough for people to go to God. Right. But, you know, but they're not, you know, I'm aware of what looks odd and what doesn't. And, and their honesty, I don't think allows them to see all the time. That looks a little different. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are some of the things that you guys are, um, do you guys have any plans for incorporating anything new within the organization, or what is kind of like your next five-year plan? Well, um, we were just, we had this, I keep saying what a blessing this was, it was like a Cinderella story. Yeah. There's, um, as I said, I started in this little, little strip mall, this little storefront, and then we grew, we rented a, little Victorian house down the street and that we grew out of that and down the street from that there's this 12 acre estate that was for sale and there was five buildings on it and I kept looking at it going oh my gosh if we were able to get that across the street or apartments across uh, the street the other way are condos and we would be able to help people live independently and we could be home based for them and it's walking distance from everything, and it's very safe. So, there was a man that read about me in the paper, and he reached out to us, and he helped us purchase this. Oh, so, wow. we just moved in, <gasps> and we're, oh my God, it's, it's, I keep saying the Holy Grail, because yeah. it's going to allow us to do all these micro-businesses. We just planted 2,000 lavender plants. Oh, my gosh. And so, those will be jobs for my people, making lotions and oils and soaps. And then we're having an alpaca farm, and I stole this idea from someone else. That's I went so somewhere cool. And they were working with, they were shaving the alpacas and making very expensive yarn out of the fur. Yeah. So that's another one. We have a bee farm, so we're just, you know, adding more and more. There's a local college nearby. We've been having conversations with them about growing hops because they have a, uh, a beer master program. So it's just all wow. I never wanted to have, like, here's, we have a laundromat. All my people, especially, can work in that. You know, I want to have a variety of things that interest people. Yeah. And, you know, where do you, where do you fit in? Maybe you don't. Maybe, you know, but I have options. And so that's, that's what we're doing right now. So that's really exciting. That is so cool. I, um, yeah, I was, there's a, there's an organization in Cincinnati called the Ken Anderson Alliance Organization, and what they've done, um, they are getting ready to break ground um, in a a living community uh, for autism, and they actually have uh, a hydroponics program there. Wow. Yeah, where they grow lettuce. And they sell lettuce wow. to grocers. I mean, it's it's oh absolutely gosh. phenomenal. I would love to learn more about that. Yeah, I'll wow, get you in touch with them. That it's it's been oh, very that. successful. Um, oh, please do, yeah, yeah. And I want to say, you know, I'm all about. I had a lot of help. What I mean by help is not financially. Well, later financially, but in the beginning, people were so kind to me about 
talking to me about their business or how they did this or suggestions. So I get phone calls all the time and people wanting to come visit and talk to me about how they st- how I started. And I feel like that's what we have to do to help each yeah. other. Otherwise, so anyone, I'm more than happy to talk to them or give them a tour of what we what we've done because it's only going to help everyone else. That's right. I, that's and that's my conversation with them as well. It's not something like these. These aren't secret trades. We need exactly. to be sharing and sharing. Co- copying exactly. and pasting um, exactly. wherever and we can. Each other. Yep. Exactly. And I, you know, my strength is working with kids. Mm-hmm. I have no business background. I was so fortunate to. There are people in my life that knew business, and now they work for me. You know, I mean. Yeah, but I know what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, so we have to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think the if you look at some of the best leaders in some of the top organizations, they're not a hundred percent great at everything that mm-hmm. they do. It is yeah. finding the people that they've been able to partner with, and that will help right. them build the organizations. If you take one person out of an organization, mm-hmm. it's going to be weaker than it is with with that person without that person. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a great point, and I think that an organization can grow if a leader has that mindset as well. So I'm really excited for you guys. That's really really. Cool. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So, yeah. So you know, I'm excited that you should be person too. Please come out and see what we're doing, and you know, I'm sure I'll learn from you too. You'll have ideas, and that's how this has worked. Yeah. You know, some of the best programs we have, you know, are saying the Dungeons and Dragons anime. They weren't my ideas. They were mm. my clients' ideas. You know, yeah. so we need to be listening to them. You know, what they like, what they need, and not what we think they like and need. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's another, there's um, a documentary that I watched recently, and um, and you may have seen it. I believe it's on Netflix, maybe Hulu, I th- believe it's on Hulu, but it's called Life Animated. Um, and oh, it is, it's so, it's so just really cool about, um, about this child who is now an adult who... Um, basically connected and began speaking by way of cartoon animations, specifically Disney. Oh, was, was it Lion King? He started talking like Mufasa. He started. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. or, or I, I think it was Aladdin. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. And it's it was truly great, but he ended up starting an animation club in his school. Oh. I love it. And yeah. um, and so it's just, it's things like that that bring everyone to, because if you think about it, like Disney, I mean, how many people love Disney? It's, that's mm-hmm. something for everyone, right? You can go to Disney right, World right. or Disneyland and walk around with full grown men with tattoos wearing Mickey Mouse ears. This is something right. that is true, that can truly bring everyone together. So that's awesome. Um, well, and I, and I also, I told you, you know, before we started too, I always include in the podcast notes, um, information where they can, um, you know, find you online. So like the website and all of the social platforms, I know that you guys are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and even Pinterest. Um, so, you know, so anyone that's listening that wants more information or to reach out to you, Rochelle, um, all of that information is on there and... And, um, you know, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you so much for um, sharing so much information and just so much positivity. And um, you guys are going to 
are have been and are going to do just great great things please keep us updated and if there's any way at all that um myself my autism tribe can help you guys out please let us know we'd be more than happy to oh thank you i'm so grateful and vice versa you know i sincerely mean it um anyone that hears this um and you included you know please feel free to reach out to us and come take a tour you know if you're thinking about doing something i have no one i have no one to model so i would love to help other people yeah Oh, that's so cool. Well, you're part of my autism tribe now, so... Um, oh, thank you. I love being part of this tribe. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I, I really do wish the best for you and your family and the organization. And it's been, um, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. You too, my friend. The unemployment rate for individuals with autism is upwards of 90%. With training like that provided by the Living and Learning Enrichment Center, job training, real-world job experiences can be achieved for those individuals with autism and other special needs. It's truly special what these organizations are doing, and it's my hope that more organizations will begin doing the same. Thanks so much for being a part of my autism tribe, and I'll see you soon.